Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. We are reacting to The Last Dance, also talking Major League Baseball, why it makes sense for Major League Baseball to come back. All of that and more, what made Michael Jordan so incredibly successful. Episodes 9 and 10 of The Last Dance aired last night. That's obviously our lead. We will discuss this is OutKick, and you're about to begin the podcast now. OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis, live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. The Last Dance episodes 9 and 10 officially ended on Sunday night. And so we now have spent, I feel like we need to put all this together and maybe we could do one of these like a, uh, a special montage where we discuss all 10 of the last dances and have an open from the last five Monday shows as we have been reacting to these episodes. There was not necessarily the earth shattering revelations here, although I would say we'll get to the Jordan flu game, which doesn't necessarily have the same ring when it's the Jordan food poisoning game. But to me, this was what we've been building for throughout. And I didn't enjoy as much the 1998 championship as I did the overall meandering to get here. And... We're going to get into this a lot, I would imagine, before all is said and done. But ultimately, I think Michael Jordan won his seventh championship last night. That's even more the case if the NBA doesn't come back. And let me explain what I mean by that. Jordan, clearly at the end of this documentary last night, was making it very evident 
that he didn't want to end. I felt like we could have won seven, he said. It was maddening to leave at the peak. And I think you kind of knew it was maddening to him to leave at the peak because he came back and he played with the Wizards, which they didn't even mention as if it didn't happen at all. And for Jordan, that final shot on Brian Russell, even the way he called it BS on the push-off, said he didn't push off at all. They had the great Bob Costas line. But the way he posed, and I loved the zooming in on all of the different uh, reactions in the crowd, and there was that one Bulls fan kid in the crowd and everybody else, and Dennis Rodman said what everybody in that entire arena knew and everybody watching at home knew. And by the way, that's still the most watched basketball game in the history of basketball. You want to think about how wild that is? Never in the history of basketball have more people watched a single game of basketball than game six of the Chicago Bulls against the Utah Jazz. The most watched, since James Naismith invented the game, the most watched game of all time. Jordan brought people into the sport that otherwise were not even basketball fans. And that ultimately, to me, is that, that, that moment of him posing as he drained that jumper. There were so many iconic and legendary moments in Michael Jordan's career, but to finish it that way, with that being the final shot that he ever attempted for the Chicago Bulls, is the ending that you probably couldn't have written any better than the way it all finished. And so for Jordan to go off riding into the sunset, at least as a Chicago Bull, with six titles in eight years, and to still feel as if it were maddening to have left then and there, I don't know. The one thing I will say about Michael Jordan's era is I think there would have been so much pressure on Jerry Reinsdorf and Jerry Krause and everybody else that I'm not sure they would have let, we would have, let the Bulls end without being beaten on the court. And so if the NBA doesn't come back this year, and I think the NBA should come back this year, and I think the NBA will come back this year. But if it doesn't, I want you to think about the way that you and your kids and many other people will think about the coronavirus quarantine era 20 years from now. I think you're going to believe and inextricably have connected in your mind this Michael Jordan run in your mind as a big part of what you remember about the coronavirus. And let me explain the way our minds work. We remember everything much better than it actually was. Think about vacations. If you are a parent, there are many vacations you finish and you're like, I want to wring these kids' necks. Ten years later, you go back and you look at some of the pictures or on Facebook or, you know, like you get that memory thing that comes up and the next thing you know, you're sitting there and you got tears rolling down your eyes. 
And you're like, you know what? That was that was the greatest thing ever. Why? How did I not realize that that was the best moments of my life? As humans, and, and, and I don't know exactly why it is, even times that are fraught with difficulty and peril and and awfulness, very often we remember them in a happier light. And I'm telling you right now, sports fans, if we could put this into the vault and bring it back up 20 years from now, long after the coronavirus is over, long after all of this has passed, I think a lot of us are going to remember watching this documentary with our kids or with our dad or with our grandpa or grandma or mom or whoever it was, all in your houses, all not able to leave really very much, and you're going to be like, man, I kind of I remember that as being a lot of fun. And some of you right now are listening to me and you're like, you are crazy, Clay Travis. There's, I'm, I, I am never going to remember anything that has happened for the last two months where sports hasn't been going on and props to NASCAR and golf for coming back. But I'm telling you that 20 years from now, you are going to remember this Michael Jordan documentary and the people that you watched it with and you will be, uh, you will have a golden-hued recollection of this entire process and it'll feel like Michael Jordan won another title. My mom used to say, whenever my sister and I were home for summer break or Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever it was, after you leave, but before you have a family of your own, really, that the best feeling a mom can have is having all of her kids, however many there might be, back in the house after they're adults. It's late at night, you're in bed, and you know everybody's 100% safe. And I think that this Michael Jordan documentary, for a lot of parents, I think there's a lot of you out there listening right now, you're a little bit older than me, you got older kids back home. Kids you don't have, uh, some of them, some of your kids are back home with your grandkids. You know, let's say you're in New York City. I was reading an article. Everybody flees New York City because of all the, all the death and destruction going on in New York. Where do a lot of those people go? Back to grandma and grandpa's house. Back to mom and dad with the grandkids. I think a lot of you collectively families have watched this documentary because everybody is starving for sports and everybody's starving for new content. Wife and I, Saturday night, we sat around and watched Extraction. Watched more kids' movies than you could possibly imagine during the last two months with our boys. I feel like I've seen everything. I don't know. I've seen every every episode in my house that they have, at least a fuller house. And I think a lot of people are going to remember the quarantine as basically Michael Jordan's seventh championship. And I know the debate is going to go on because that's what we do in sports. We debate ad infinitum about who is the greatest at whatever sport it is. And we uniquely, I think, live in a time of greatness because I can argue with you that Usain Bolt is the greatest sprinter of all time. 
I can argue with you pretty legitimately, I believe, that Michael Phelps is the greatest swimmer of all time. Strong argument that Roger Federer is the greatest men's tennis player of all time. Serena Williams, greatest women's tennis player of all time. Tom Brady, probably the greatest football player of all time, unless you want to put him in a different category and just say greatest quarterback of all time. We can run through a lot of greatest of all times. Boom, boom, boom. I just gave you five. Jordan, I believe, is the greatest of all time in basketball. And I don't think... I think LeBron would have to acknowledge, and I think LeBron basically acknowledged it. He's tried to argue otherwise. But I think LeBron basically acknowledged that he was never going to be Jordan when he decided to start to emulate Muhammad Ali. That he was never going to be able to rise up and reach the legendary level of Michael Jordan. And what I believe is become readily apparent is even a lot of people who are LeBron James stands, there's a tiny percentage of the basketball population right now that argues that LeBron is a greater player than Michael Jordan, and that number has diminished substantially based on this documentary. The Jordan brand, David Falk said this on Colin Cowherd's show, the Jordan brand sells outsells every current NBA player 2-1. to one. And that's because Michael Jordan stands for excellence. And ultimately, when you left this documentary, 90% of you, according to a recent poll we did on my Twitter account, 50,000 of you voted, 90% of you like Michael Jordan more after this documentary than you did before. And I think the reason why we like Michael Jordan more is because we understand him. He's driven by a competitive nature that is rare. But if you look at Michael Jordan, you know what to expect. We don't like hypocrites in society, period. And much of hypocrisy is rooted in inauthenticity. And I will claim to you all the time, I think that's why I work on radio, is because I think almost all of you out there, you may not agree with me all the time, but you understand that I'm telling you exactly what I think. And that's rare. Because most people try to tell you what they think you want to hear. And I feel like Jordan authentically tells us what he is You know, like, what is motivating him? And the answer is almost always, somebody gave him a slight. Carl Malone won the MVP one year. Clyde Drexler won the MVP. George Carl didn't say hi to him at the restaurant. Uh, Brian Russell, of all things, said, why'd you quit? I could have defended you. The poor bastard had no idea what he was walking into. That he was going to be forever memorialized by Michael Jordan to finish his shot and to finish his career. And I thought that Jordan uniquely, you know, there was that shot of him with Leonardo DiCaprio and this guy is truly larger than life. But to me, I thought what was maybe the most compelling moment of this documentary was 
Michael Jordan's relationship with the older security guards, in particular the security guard named Gus, who became a father figure for him. I want you to think about that for a minute. Think about who most people's entourage is. Young, good-looking athletes. Who are they mostly surrounded by? Other people like them. Right? When you really get used to what a young entourage is, whether you're Leonardo DiCaprio and you're in Hollywood, whether you're Dennis Rodman, we're going to get into the WCW thing, which is just amazing in a little bit. But most people's entourage is people who are somewhat like them, but just not as good, right? Usually your entourage is your yes men, your guys who are like, think about who Jordan's entourage was. Security guards. The guy with the perm. Those guys don't look like real security guards. I mean, in the context of like big, bulky, you know, when you think of most times about security guard, you think about somebody who's, you know, looks like The Rock, right? Like big professional wrestler-sized dudes who look like they could pick somebody up and just throw them through a window if they needed to. Jordan wanted those security guards to be around him. And those were the guys that he liked to chill with. Why was that? What does that say about Michael Jordan's psychology? To me, what it says is he's not worried about what other people think of him. He's comfortable in his own skin. Because most of the time, when you psychoanalyze an entourage, an entourage is about lifting up and making the person who has the entourage look bigger and more powerful and cooler than they already are. Jordan was so comfortable in his own skin that he wanted to spend time with that group of security guards. And that moment where the security guard, Gus's wife, said he got the call. In the middle of the night, Jordan would call him crying about his dad. And that was, to me, just such an unbelievably compelling moment of this documentary. And I just, I couldn't stop thinking as I was watching and as I was taking notes about some of those shots of Jordan choosing to spend time with the security guards. And we had some fun talking about the guy with the perm who recently died in January. But those guys, the guy he played quarters with, Those guys, to me, said as much about Michael Jordan and his persona as so many of these other interviews with more famous people did. And I just, I I couldn't stop thinking about that as a way to define Michael Jordan. When we come back out of that break, I just want you to think about it. I want you to think about the last time you saw somebody with an entourage like the entourage that Jordan had. We come back, we'll talk about an entirely different type of entourage. Dennis Rodman, craziness, disappearing to go to WCW. Uh, What about the food poisoning game? And how does that change our expectation and understanding of Michael Jordan? All of that we will dive into... 
This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, let's have a little bit of fun. I, the, the, the Dennis Rodman disappearing in the middle of the NBA Finals to go on WCW with Hulk Hogan back in the day is, I mean, it, it's next level ridiculous, but also I think a testament to Phil Jackson's ability to pretty much handle everyone and also for the Bulls and uh, and and Pippen and Jordan and everybody else who was a veteran on that team to also just deal with the fact that Dennis was a wild man. And yet he was such a warrior on the basketball court that they were able to deal with his wackiness. And there's a scene, I guess, after the sixth title. For those of you who out there who are young, and who are listening to this right now, and maybe you're not familiar with the 90s that much. And by the way, you're listening to a guy who drove back. Uh, I spent all day Saturday with one of my buddies at the beach uh, down in Florida. And uh, and we played only 90s mu- music while we drank uh, beer on the beach. Our kids were there. We were throwing football with them and everything else. But I'm of the opinion that the 90s is basically the greatest decade that's ever existed in the history of mankind. I understand that some of you disagree. You can be wrong. But so I listened to 90s music all day Saturday, and then uh, I drove back. I'm in Nashville now. So I drove back, although I'm going back to the beach uh, this weekend for uh, for Memorial Day. But I drove back today, for, or yesterday, from Nashville, and we listened to the 90s on 9 the whole way back. So, uh, and and by we, I mean, I put it on, and my wife, uh, my wife dealt with it. But... If you don't understand how hot Carmen Electra was in the 1990s, I was trying to think of the current girl who would be the equivalent of what Carmen Electra was in the late 90s. And I can't even think of what... So let me go back in time. In the late 90s, you had like Maxim and Stuff Magazine. And the idea that magazines were popular, these were the lad mags, they called them, and they had come out of England, and they were wildly popular, and they had all, every month, they would have a new girl on the cover of these magazines, and they made a lot of girls, like, superstar famous. And I'm trying to think, even though they didn't necessarily, I'm not talking about, like, an actress who is super famous because of a role. Because I don't really remember Carmen Electra. I mean, she was on Baywatch, right? Back in the day. But I don't I think. I don't even I don't even remember how Carmen Electra was famous other than in the nineties and also in the eighties to a certain extent, you had really famous, incredibly good looking women who didn't really do anything. Like Paris Hilton was a little bit a couple of years after this and Nikki Hilton as well. And I know there are Instagram models now, but I feel like there are so many of them that it's hard for any one of them to be anywhere near as famous as Carmen Electra was back in the day. But these magazines would make these women, and they weren't, you know, like Playboy centerfolds 
or something, which are popular for a certain segment of the population, but most people don't know them, they crossed over into the public in a way that really didn't have. I mean, you had Britney Spears, right, and Christina Aguilera, but they were singers. The Carmen Electras of the world were just different level famous. And they were basically, she was basically insanely famous because she was insanely hot. And I, I, I'm trying to think of, again, I think maybe it's just that it's so diluted because there's so many different Instagram models now that, and there, I know there are some of these Instagram models that have like a million followers and stuff, but most of you don't know them. If you were a 20-year-old or an 18-year-old or a 16-year-old guy back in like 1998, a huge percentage of us would have been like, yeah, Carmen Electra is the hottest girl on the planet. Jenny McCarthy had kind of worked her way into that mix. But there weren't there weren't very many girls like that. And so Dennis Rodman in 1998 wasn't just a member of the Chicago Bulls. He was a rock star. I mean, he was on a different level compared to everybody else. And I just think it now about how much bigger of a story it would have been if in the middle of the NBA Finals, a player disappeared now and went on Raw or SmackDown and just missed practice. And for Jordan and Pippen and the Bulls and Phil Jackson to be able to handle that is a pretty remarkable and incredible story in and of itself. So I couldn't stop thinking about what an incredible year Dennis Rodman had where he decides to leave during the middle of the season because he needs a vacation and he just goes away to Vegas and then in the middle of the NBA finals he disappears too and you know what I was also thinking about is they didn't cover a couple more of Dennis Rodman's controversies because Dennis Rodman insulted like everybody in Salt Lake City which wasn't even mentioned in the documentary I don't think and he also kicked the cameraman which was a big story as well. I would I would be interested in seeing a full-on story surrounding Dennis Rodman because Dennis Rodman's been crazy since then. I don't even know if leaving in the middle of the season and getting married to Carmen Electra or whatever the heck he did even ranks on the crazy Dennis Rodman scale because this is a dude who somehow managed to find a way to end up being best friends with Kim Jong-un who, by the way, the North Korean dictator who evidently just faked his death or whatever the heck he was doing, but you know he was watching it. We need to put an official interview request in with Kim Jong-un to come on OutKick and talk about the the, the Last Dance documentary. Because you know there's some way pirating it into North Korea. There's no way Kim Jong-un didn't watch this watch this documentary. I wonder if we could get him on is there a way to make an official request to North Korea where we could get Kim Jong-un, who supposedly, for those of you who don't know, was like the biggest diehard Bulls fan ever. That, that, that's how he was like so excited for Dennis Rodman to be there that Kim Jong-un was like a 90s Bulls groupie, just obsessed with the Bulls era, watching all these games. Now he runs North Korea. I mean... Could we get, is it possible to put in an official request to get Kim Jong-un on just to talk about the 90 Bulls? Maybe we could try that. I don't know. 
We'll see. Uh, but in the meantime, the Dennis Rodman story was unbelievable. How about Leonardo DiCaprio in the locker room? Uh, how about uh, the, uh, the, 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 the pizza, the food poisoning game? I mean, everything is wild about the Jordan flu game, which we now know was the food poisoning game when he went out and scored 38. But who are the five guys who did this? Did they intentionally poison Michael Jordan? What did they put on the pizza? I mean, could they have killed him? What what happened that made him so ill? And who are these guys? And how have they, if there are five of them, how have they managed to stay silent for so long? I mean, that, I mean, in order to make Michael Jordan that sick, they had to almost kill him, right? I mean, that whole thing is crazy. We'll talk more about this as the as the show progresses. And also, we come back, I want to ask the question, who else is going to get a documentary like this done? And did this documentary slash autobiography, is it going to change things? We'll talk about that as well. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Monday. We are discussing the last dance, which is uh, obviously the documentary we've been discussing every Monday, all uh, all quarantine long, as we now completed episodes 9 and 10 of that documentary. And it was an exhilarating, awesome ride. I thought a thoroughly amazing and impactful overall documentary and it left me wondering one of the criticisms that's been out there and I don't think it's really a fair criticism has been and you saw this from Ken Burns oh Michael Jordan is it's not really a documentary Um, and I would push back a little bit on that because I think what they've done here is create a almost whole new concept it is almost an autobiography via documentary and let me explain what I mean by that um Jordan like if you're a famous person most famous people at some point in time write their autobiography and when they write that autobiography if you're a writer you might do it by yourself but if you're not a professional writer most people have a ghostwriter or have somebody that they have help them with the writing process I've written three full books, and I wrote every word myself. Now, I have an editor, and everybody who writes a book works with an editor, but I would be offended if you told me, hey, Clay, we want to pay you to write a book, but somebody has to write it with you. Like, no, no, I'm a writer. That's how I got into radio. That's how I got into television. You sit me down in front of a computer and you say, give me a thousand words on X. I can crank out a pretty fantastic column, right? 800,000 words, whatever it is. Um, So if you told me that I had to have help in order to do an autobiography, 
I would be like, no way. I'm writing every word myself. But if you told me, hey, Clay, we love your story and we want to turn your story into a video, a documentary, well, I wouldn't have any clue how to do that. I don't know how to work a camera. I don't know how to cut and splice. I don't know how to get highlights. I don't know how to go back and even listen to old shows and splice them all together. I'm a tech neophyte. But that's effectively what Michael Jordan just had. And I got to be honest with you. I think it's a really awesome idea going forward. Now, I don't think there are that many people that would be interesting enough to have a 10-part autobiography. But I kind of think right now, and I don't know if you guys agree with me, I'd like to see a camera crew follow Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. I would have actually liked to seen it last year with the New England Patriots. But this might be Brady's last ride. I think it would be really cool if Tom Brady had a camera crew follow him around and he said, none of this footage will be revealed for 20 years. In other words, I think if the precedent from Jordan and this documentary was created, I think it's an absolutely stellar idea for athletes to do. Because they had this idea 20 plus years ago with this footage to create a story and Jordan okayed it back then, but he didn't want the documentary to come out until now. And you, there's almost a precedent with, uh, with public figures. You know, a lot of people will say, I'm going to give all my papers to X unit my drafts so that people can study it in the years ahead. But then they say, but it's important. You need to know, I don't necessarily want that coming out until after I'm dead or till 50 years later after my death or whatever it is. And there's actually a big discussion about this right now because Joe Biden donated all of his papers. I think it was the University of Delaware because he thought his political career was over. And now there are scandals surrounding Joe Biden. And he's like, well, wait, wait, wait. I don't want my papers to be examined because there might be embarrassing things in there. And I can understand that argument. You know, arguably when you're a public figure, it's different standards, certainly when you're running for president. But when I sit around and I look and I think about really seismic sports figures, I kind of love this idea, right? If Serena Williams and Tom Brady and Roger Federer and, I don't know, Michael Phelps, people that we acknowledge may well be the best in their sport, if they wanted to give all access to a camera crew near the ends of their careers, but they said, I don't want anything to be shared from this for 20 years, I think that would be really cool. And I wonder whether this Jordan documentary could be setting a precedent going forward. Now, I don't think it would work for anybody but people who would aspire to be the greatest of all time. But I bet you LeBron James and his crew are watching this and they're thinking, oh, next year, if we come back, we need all access cameras so 20 years from now we can tell this story. Hell, I'll tell you this. I would say if the NBA decides to come back, and I think they should, that it would be a really good precedent for Adam Silver to say, 
hey, we're going to take all access footage of the NBA playoffs this year in the coronavirus. Maybe it's challenging because you don't want the camera guys around, so that's its own test. It's a little bit different. But by and large, wouldn't you find it fascinating to watch a team with an athlete like LeBron or an athlete like Tom Brady or single-sport athlete like Serena Williams, Roger Federer, Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt before he retired? Somebody that we think is either the greatest of all time in their sport or would aspire to be considered the greatest of all time. Wouldn't you like to see that footage for them? I really would. And I don't have any problem with the documentary-related aspects of this, but I wonder on some level whether this is going to set, the success of this documentary is going to set a new precedent in the years ahead where a lot of people take a step back and say, you know what? We need to do a version of this too. I don't know that you need to wait 20 years, but I think the longer you wait, the more anticipation you build if the if the athlete is of the Michael Jordan level. And I also don't think you can underrate the nostalgia impact. On my drive back from Florida, we listened a lot to the Spotify playlist of the of the of the 1990s mostly music that was used in the last dance. And a huge part of my enjoyment of this documentary overall has been it taking me back into the past, into my youth, into the 1990. But think about think about what it would be like if Tiger Woods had had an all-access camera crew following him for getting the Masters win last year. Think about what it would be like if Tiger had a crew follow him this November all-access, or even if Augusta did it in general if they had a behind-the-scenes all-access to the fall Masters at Augusta this year and they released that footage after most of these athletes are all gone in terms of playing, tell me that wouldn't be something that you would think was incredible. We've got Tiger and Phil coming up soon and we're going to see a kind of a window into their rivalry. But tell me that Tiger and Phil all-access at the fall masters talking about their entire careers or just tiger woods who had aspired to be the greatest golfer ever sitting down and doing a 10-part documentary i mean would you not watch the rise and fall and rise again of tiger woods if he really sat down and answered every question but he said this thing's not going to come out for 20 years until my kids are grown until they have lives of their own I'll let you talk to Elon. We'll tell you what actually happened. I'll get into every scandal related to my career, but I don't want my kids to be able to see it until they're fully grown, and then I want there to be an honest portrayal of my entire career. And I'm going to let a camera crew follow me last dance style as I go through this year's Masters this year's U.S. Open. And I know there might be some social distancing aspects or whatever. Test all the crews. You telling me that wouldn't be incredible? And that that wouldn't be watched by huge numbers of people as you followed Tiger Woods and he talked about his entire career? I really think Jordan, with the success of The Last Dance, may have created an entire new cottage industry. I want you to just think about it. 
I guarantee you LeBron wants to do it. Tiger, Tom Brady, uh, Serena, Federer, everybody who is the quote-unquote goat. Instead of writing a book, wouldn't you like to see them on video basically do what Jordan did and deconstruct their entire careers? I would. I would love it. I hope The Last Dance is setting new precedents for athletes. It's not really a documentary. It's a video autobiography, and I loved every minute of it. All right, when we come back, as much as I love The Last Dance, I think there's a lot of stupidity out there uh, in the world of sports right now. There's a lot of positive data about the coronavirus. Unfortunately, there's also a lot of dumb people not able to analyze that data. I'll tell you what you need to know and why Major League Baseball, the NBA, MLS, and NHL all should be back sooner rather than later. That's next. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks 
aspects of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. One of the legacies, and certainly we're talking a lot about the last dance on today's program, is actually health for Michael Jordan. Because the quote-unquote Jordan flu game, which has been much discussed and used to burnish Michael Jordan's legacy forever from Game 5, Uh, The idea being that Jordan was so competitive and so desperately needed to win that even when he was ill, he was not able to, uh, he was not able to pull himself out of the game. And what's interesting about that, and we talked a little bit about it going into the weekend, was how the future may look in the world of sports as it pertains to illness in the wake of this coronavirus. And in particular, I think that the leagues are being way overreactive in the way that they are analyzing health for their players in terms of returning. And I didn't talk a lot about this, but Major League Baseball, first of all, I want to give credit to NASCAR for coming back. I want to give credit to golf for beginning the process back. The UFC is already back as well. And I thought the precedent that the UFC and Dana White set was really, really important. And that precedent was pretty straightforward. It was, if you test positive, it doesn't mean that everybody has to quarantine and we're going to shut down everything surrounding the UFC or any other sport for that matter. It just means that you are going to be pulled out of competition. Much like has happened for generations with, for instance, the flu in this country and the data and I keep hammering this home because it's so important and you heard me talking if you listen to the podcast and if you don't listen to the podcast go back to Thursday show and you heard me talking with Joel Klatt and I talked about this data point which is getting almost no attention and that data point is this when you actually look at young people that is young and healthy people have almost zero risk from this coronavirus And in fact, you are more likely to be struck by lightning if you are under the age of 24 than you are to die of the coronavirus. That's a mind-blowing stat that I bet a lot of you who maybe missed Thursday's show or don't listen to a lot of the content that I put out there 
are like, holy crap, is that really true? Yes, it is. Okay. The data reflects that there is, Dub looked this up on Thursday, I think, during the show, that there is around a one in 700,000 chance that you will be struck by lightning in any given year, I think, right, Dub? If you'll, if you'll confirm that. I remember going back and looking at all that data. And according to the most recent CDC stats for people 24 years and younger, there is a one in a million chance that you will die of the coronavirus. Now, there may end up being more people who die from the coronavirus as this progresses. And that stat, by the way, is correct. One in 700,000 from National Geographic. It's out there. You can go look it up yourself. The coronavirus outbreak is not over 100%, but it is moving closer to being done. And that's the data point that I would uh, put out there for why sports needs to come back and why college sports needs to come back and why college kids need to be back on campus. All of this is beyond a shadow of a doubt. The data reflects that it needs to be true. Now, what I've tried to do a lot on this program as we have waited for sports to come back is share all of the data that's out there to help you make better decisions in your life. And on Sunday, we had a new high in the number of coronavirus tests that we undertook, 422,000 of them, according to the COVID project. And we also said it's an all-time high for daily test results in the history of the country. And by the way, we have run about 5 million more tests than any place else in the country. We're sitting around 11.5 million total tests. That's 5 million more. So there's a lot of people out there who are, uh, who are negative in general and they want to buy into doom and gloom. We have tested more people than any country in the world by 5 million almost twice as many as any country in the world. And yesterday, on Sunday, we had 422,000 test results. And what I keep telling you guys is, it's not even the number of positives that matters, although those are becoming lower, the number of positive tests. It's the percentage. And we hit very nearly an all-time low of 5% positive on Sunday. That means that 95% of the 422,000 people who were tested for the coronavirus were not positive. Repeat that. 422,000 people went out and took coronavirus tests. 95% of them were negative. Only 5% were positive. And our positive rate has been falling substantially since it was somewhere right around 20%, a little bit above 20% actually, Uh, earlier in March and into April. As we have moved into May, if you look at the overall flow chart, we've gone from 20% positive to five. Now, this is a big deal. I try to be as honest with you guys as I possibly can be, especially when it comes to facts. And a lot of media either are not smart enough or they're being dishonest with you and they're intentionally being misleading because they want to share fear porn And what they're focusing on is the total number of positive cases. But as you ramp up testing in a massive way, then the overall number of positive tests is going to continue to come down. That's just the data. And so focusing on total new cases 
is not really that useful of a metric when we know that the number of cases are skyrocketing in terms of tests, sorry, tests that we're able to run. We're at 422,000 on Sunday, which is the most we've ever done in a day. Okay, 11.5 million total tests, 422,000 of them in a single day. And so the overall positive rate's down to five. Now, some of you out there who listen, you say, why do you share this? Why do you share this data? And and the answer is because I think it's factually important because it goes a long way towards sports being able to return in this country. Because a big discussion point has been, and you've heard it on this show, Major League Baseball, NBA, PGA, UFC, a lot of different leagues have been saying, well, We don't want to bring back sports until we can be assured that there are enough tests for all the people who need them so it doesn't look like we, in order to play our sport, are going to be stealing from others, okay? Well, this is also the truth now. We have enough tests. There's a headline in the Sunday Washington Post, and Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, also said this. Uh, This is the headline for the Washington Post. As coronavirus testing expands, a new problem arises, not enough people to test. And here's the opening paragraph from that Washington Post health article. Four months into the U.S. coronavirus epidemic, tests for the virus finally are becoming widely available. A crucial step toward lifting stay-at-home orders and safely returning to normal life. But while many states no longer report crippling supply shortages, a new problem has emerged. Too few people are lining up to get tested. So now the complaint has moved. I want you to follow the media. I got to be honest with you. I am a member of the media. And sometimes I feel like the last sane member of the media. That's both sports and the larger media. I have one of the biggest audiences in sports now. And a lot of people get get audiences by being hot take artists, right? There are guys out there making millions of dollars a year. You know who they are, arguing every single day, who is better, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? I mean, literally dudes making five, six, seven million dollars a year, and they argue that every single day. And they are hot take artists. And I don't begrudge them, right? If you, I'll just say it. Skip Bayless is a hot take artist. He's good at it, right? I don't begrudge him at all. When LeBron has a bad game, you know Skip Bayless is going to come on and talk about how much better Michael Jordan is. This morning, many of you are listening to me on Sirius Satellite Radio. If you're driving around getting ready to start your Memorial Day holiday and you got a long ride and you're listening right now on Sirius XM Channel 83, Skip is going to come on at 9.30 a.m. Eastern and he is going to go to town on how incredible Michael Jordan is and how much better he is than LeBron James. And I don't begrudge him. There's an audience for that. There are a lot of people who want to tune in. Skip Bayless, very talented at what he does. He and Shannon Sharp have a successful show, okay? That's the hot take artist universe. No matter what happened, you're going to stick to your guns. You're going to argue, hey, Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James. And you can make millions of dollars a year doing that. 
That's not really my lane. I'll come on and talk to you about every game. I'll give you my opinion. But I adjust every single day based on the data in front of me. And every single year for sure. Just because I believed it three years ago doesn't mean I'm going to believe it today. And that's, uh, you know, you can criticize me for that. But that's the lawyer in me, right? I've always thought of sports, every uh, athletic event is like a new case. And if I'm going to build my case, I need to take all of the data that's out there and roll it in together. Do you know why our audience has so exploded over the past several years and why we are now one of the biggest shows in the country? It's because I'm the most reasonable person in all of sports. I, I, I'm not, I don't even think this is an exaggeration. There are hot take artists like crazy. Every day you can tune in and they're going to have a new wild take which many of them may not even necessarily believe, but they're going to serve you something wild every day. And what I try to do is gradually adjust my opinion based on the data. And so with the coronavirus, I think that served you well. I think that served our audience well. I think that served me well. I haven't been right in everything that I've said. Back in March, I thought the coronavirus was not actually going to be that bad because I bought into the data that was released by China and the World Health Organization. Well, we now know China China lied. And it wasn't just me who bought into it, by, by the way. I think a lot of people in the United States government did. I think Italy did. I think France did. I think Germany did. I think Great Britain did. I think all those countries, all of whom have different leaders, they were sold a bill of goods by China. But as things have evolved, I've continued to look at the data. And I've tried to be reasonable in presenting the facts to you. And the reason why our audience is skyrocketing is because so many people in my industry are such crazy doom and gloomers in the media industry that they want to sell you a bill of goods that things are awful. And I think my platform is important right now because we have a lot of influence and because a lot of athletes and commissioners pay attention to what we say on this program and so, and certainly pay attention to the Twitter feed or pay attention to the show or uh, pay attention to the OutKick website, all those different places. I've been trying to share the real data with you guys on a day-to-day basis. And the real data reflects that this is a huge opportunity for smart commissioners and smart players to lead their sports back to the promised land of being able to play games. And let me tell you this right now. LeBron, I'm going to go full Skip Bayless for you. LeBron James is never going to be, never in his life going to be Michael Jordan. He's not going to be the same person. He's not going to win the same number of championships. Frankly, LeBron, and I'm going to tee off on him a little bit later in this program associated with the Lakers and his willingness to be the Muhammad Ali of sports. But LeBron really could be influential here. LeBron could adopt a really aggressive mantle for the return of the NBA, and he could come out and say, the data doesn't reflect that young, healthy NBA players are under any danger. I think we owe it to the fans 
who are out there, many of whom have lost their jobs, because we're talking about 36 million-plus people, one in every five people's lost their jobs. A lot of people are hungry. A lot of people are hurting. And in times like this, having some normalcy would be a nice distraction. So LeBron, if he really wanted to brand himself as a leader of his generation, could look into the data, or more accurately, he could have some of the people that surround him look into the data and share it with him and come out and say, look, we got to get back and play. The chances of us having significant health issues in the NBA are minimal. Same thing is true in Major League Baseball. Same thing is true in all sports with young, healthy players right now. I got fired up over the weekend. And Friday, I would we had Jason Martin and, uh, and, uh, and Jeff Schwartz in. But we had this idiot. Uh, what's this guy's name? Blake Snell. This Major League Baseball player came out. And he said, I got to get my money. I'm not playing unless I get mine. Uh, he also said, bro, I'm risking my life. And when I saw these quotes, I was like, how dumb are you, bro? Bro, you're not risking your life to play baseball right now. You are more in danger, statistically, of dying, driving to the stadium probably every day all season long than you are from the coronavirus. If you are a young and healthy athlete, you are more in danger, if you're young and healthy, of being struck by lightning than you are of dying of the coronavirus. Being willing to share this data, if you were an athlete, would be a very powerful moment. I think if Michael Jordan were playing today, that's the kind of thing that he would be likely to do. LeBron wants to fancy himself Muhammad Ali, but he never actually takes a stand on anything remotely controversial. And that's why comparing him to Ali is so laughable. Now, in retrospect, being opposed to the Vietnam War and being able, being willing to go to prison for it looks like an incredibly brave and right decision. But it wasn't as brave or as 100... It was more brave, and it was much more controversial when Ali did it. Because public opinion was divided on whether Ali was making the right decision. When he said, I ain't got no quarrel with the Viet Cong, what he was saying was controversial. He was later proven to end up being right with the judgment of history. But what has LeBron James ever said that's controversial? What position has he ever taken that is in any way controversial? This would be a little bit of a controversial one. Some people would be mad at LeBron if he came out and he said, hey, we got to play basketball. There's no real health risk to any young, healthy NBA players. And by the way, we know that because Rudy Gobert, Kevin Durant, Donovan Mitchell, and more already had this disease, didn't even know they had it. That would be a controversial move for LeBron. A little bit. It would be the right one. And I think history would judge him for having been correct. But there'd be people who are mad at him on the internet. There'd be media people who are mad at him. Because there's a lot of doom and gloomers. There's people mad at me when I come out and I share the factual data with you and I say, hey, there's not a lot to be afraid of right now. If you're young and healthy. 
when I tell you that we ran 422,000 tests, that that's an all-time high for tests in the country, and that the positive percentage fell to just 5%, and that the death rate has plummeted, and that the new problem that has arisen is there's not enough people who even want to be tested. Therefore, we can't even fulfill all of the testing that we have the capability for now because people don't want to go get tested because they don't feel sick. All of that's true. LeBron could come out and say that, and it would be very powerful. And it would be a response that would lead the nation. But right now, he's not doing it. And I know it's hard to take people out of the legacy that they're in and put them into a new one. But everybody wants to compare Jordan and LeBron, particularly the hot take artist. And as somebody who's trying to look forward as opposed to look back, if LeBron wants to ever make a statement and lead the league back in a time of difficulty, in a time of crisis, this is it for him. He would have that opportunity. All right, when we come back, I want to talk about the concept of sports coming back and why I believe Major League Baseball is blowing it, why I want to give props to golf and NASCAR for both coming back, and why I want to discuss what the future might look like in the world of sports, all building out of the Jordan flu game and the discussion that was made about it back in the day. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends with 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be all right, let me circle back around. I was I was saying that uh, that Blake Snell is a pitcher who made a really bad argument. To me, right now, Major League Baseball has a huge opportunity because I saw the data for what Major League Baseball is talking about, and I said, "Oh my God, this is crazy!" Did you guys see this? For now, Major League Baseball uh, has a policy uh, for what the rules would look like. And among other things, players and team personnel not playing in the game sit in the stands separated by at least six feet. Uh, They would also prohibit high fives, fist bumps, and hugs, as would spitting, tobacco use, chewing sunflower seeds. Fielders would be encouraged to retreat several steps away from the base runner between pitches. First and third base coaches are not to approach base runners or umpires. Players shouldn't socialize with opponents. A ball will be thrown away after it is touched by multiple players, and throwing the ball around the infield will be discouraged. Pitchers would have their own set of balls to throw during bullpen sessions, and personnel who rub baseballs with mud for the umpires would have to use gloves. 
players would be discouraged from showering at stadiums after games, would not be allowed to take taxis or use ride-sharing apps on the road. Teams have been asked to respond with their uh, suggested uh, input by May 22nd. I understand the desire to uh, to try and avoid players getting ill, but you're not going to be able to stop that from happening. And what needs to be focused on instead is that when players get sick, you will pull them out, get them healthy, and then eventually bring them back. And all of this craziness doesn't seem like it's very uh it, it's very easy to set up in general and it seems downright messy to me um and i think major league baseball needs to just look at the data and the data reflect that players who are young and healthy are more likely to be struck by lightning than they are to die of the coronavirus we got to stop acting like if young and healthy people get sick, this is a death sentence. And what all of these protocols entail is a presumption that at some point there's going to be a vaccine. But we don't even know that there would ever be a vaccine. So is Major League Baseball going to do this for the next 10 years if there's never a coronavirus vaccine? I mean... There are two ways for America and for the world to get over the coronavirus, right? One is there's going to be a vaccine. It's going to magically emerge. Everybody is going to be able to be vaccinated and nobody is ever going to die of the coronavirus again once the vaccine occurs. And I hope that happens. I really do. It would be phenomenal. It would be fantastic. It would be exhilarating news. But oftentimes, vaccines don't work that way. It sometimes takes five to ten years to get a reliable vaccine. And then a lot of times, the vaccine doesn't even work that well. The flu shot is a great example. There's a bunch of different strains of the flu out there. And a lot of times, people get the flu shot, and it doesn't work. And there's also a huge number of people out there who won't even go get the flu shot And the flu kills tens of thousands of people every year. The other way, and I'm I'm, I'm not trying to be an epidemiologist here, but I'm just telling you, there's two ways. One way is the vaccine, and I hope the vaccine happens. The other way is herd immunity. And why I keep focusing on herd immunity is it allows us to live normal lives. And so if I were running Major League Baseball, what I would say is, guys, we're going to play baseball. Some of you are going to get sick with the coronavirus. We're going to test you for it a lot. When somebody gets sick, we're going to pull them out. We're going to quarantine them, get them healthy. And then we're going to bring them back. And we'll hope that when somebody gets sick, they don't infect that many people. But if they do, we'll pull everybody back out. And when guys get sick, it's likely that they're going to be asymptomatic and that they're not even going to feel very bad. And so we need to get them healthy. And when we get them healthy, they'll come back and they'll be what's called herd immunity. So once some guys get sick, it will become harder for more guys to get sick in the locker room because the guys who get it will have immunity 
and they won't be able to spread it anymore. So it will start to spread less significantly in the locker room. And if anything, if we had to choose, okay, again, I hope we get a vaccine and I hope this thing goes away and nobody ever dies from it again. All those things are great. But if we don't get a vaccine, we can't shelter in place forever. Remember, this is a big deal. They initially told us when people started sheltering in place, and by the way, I'm living my own version of uh, of going out and about because I've been doing the show down in Florida. I took my family down there. We were down there for a couple of weeks. I just came back home for a couple of days, and then I'm going back down for Memorial Day uh, with my wife to the beach. I've been going out to restaurants in Florida, been taking my kids out. I looked at all the data. What we need, though, is for young, healthy people to get this virus, spread it among themselves, create herd immunity. We know that we won't have a substantial rush of hospitalization as a result, and then the virus starts to spread a lot less quickly. We can't shut down the United States forever. And remember, when we shut down sports, when Rudy Gobert tested positive, and we all went back to our homes and started to quarantine, do you remember now what the purpose of that was? It was to flatten the curve to avoid hospitals being overrun with coronavirus patients. Well, we did that. We did it successfully. No hospital was overrun anywhere in the country. But a lot of people didn't understand that flattening the curve doesn't mean that fewer people get sick. It just means that instead of making like a point, a mountain, you're hoping to create a ridge along, instead of a peak on top of a mountain, you're helping to flatten the curve and flatten it out and just create a small rise. But if you look at those two graphics, the same number of people still end up getting sick. Somewhere along the way, and I've been talking about this for months because I think it's significant. Somewhere along the way, sports leagues have started to buy into this too. We've gone from we have to assure that we don't overrun hospitals to we can't do anything until we have a vaccine because people are going to keep getting sick. Well, yeah. You can't stop a virus from existing. A virus is going to spread. And in order for our economy to exist, we need people to be able to go out to restaurants and to stay in hotels and to go to beaches or else our entire economy collapses and the people who have lost their jobs can't feed their families anymore. Remember when Latrell Sprewell said he was just trying to feed his family? There's a lot of people out there listening to me right now that are struggling to feed their family. They're down to their last 20 or 50 or or $100 in their bank account. And when I say I'm living the advice that I'm giving you, I'm 41 years old. I am young and healthy. My family, I'm fortunate. My family is young and healthy. We can afford to be out circulating. If one of us gets sick, statistically, 
the chances of us having a major health issue is incredibly low. Doesn't mean it can't happen. I could get the coronavirus and die. Statistically, there's almost a 0% chance of that happening. I was under far more danger driving back from Florida to Nashville on Sunday than I am from the coronavirus, but it could happen. I like to golf. I could get struck by lightning and killed too. Making smart decisions using probability is what adults do. When I see athletes, the strongest and the healthiest by and large of our entire population and the leagues that represent them not looking at basic probability and saying we are going to play Some guys are going to get sick, and when that happens, we'll pull them off the team and quarantine them. That's the policy that needs to be in place. The same thing needs to be in place as what the UFC is doing. And think about what happens in the UFC. Guys have cornermen. They're bloody. There's sweat everywhere. They're constantly grappling with each other. Baseball, that doesn't even happen very often. How often do guys in baseball actually run into each other? Not that often. How often do guys in baseball even fist pound without batting gloves on or high five without batting gloves on? Not that often. Baseball, to me, seems like it's not golf, which credit to golf they came back, and it's not necessarily NASCAR because they got all the different outfits on, but baseball, to me, Seems like the perfect sport to bring back during the coronavirus mess. Think about it. You got guys who by and large are not touching very often, who are naturally spaced out on the field. You've got very little person-to-person contact by and large. Most of the time, you don't even tag the runner. Baseball should be back. And I'm going to get into the economics of why I think baseball should be back in the next segment. But baseball players have to be really careful here that they don't completely blow this by overdoing their argument. I'm going to explain exactly what I mean next. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their hand cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be We've been talking about The Last Dance, Jordan and LeBron, the final episode 9 and 10 of this documentary about the Bulls and the 1990s and how absolutely incredible it was uh, to be able to watch and enjoy. Uh, But I wanted to close out saying again, Major League Baseball needs to be back. And I think the players are in danger in 2020 of making the same mistake that the players did in 1994. Baseball perpetually has an issue with getting a lot of attention from the media. And one reason is because baseball is a great local sport, not a great national sport. 
And the analogy for why I would say that is, is Mike Trout can go out, best player in baseball, can go out, make an error in the field, go 0 for 4 at the plate, and not look like the best player in the game. If Michael Jordan or LeBron James play a basketball game, they're not going to have a total failure out there on uh, the field or on the court like you could see from Mike Trout. And even the same thing is true. The best quarterbacks, by and large, don't go out and suddenly perform poorly. So there's so many different opportunities. Even the best baseball player in the world can be humbled by the game in a way that Patrick Mahomes and LeBron James aren't. And in a way, typically, that the best golfer in the world is not typically going to be humbled. He's not going to usually shoot you know, 10 over par. Can happen, but it's pretty rare for the best golfer in the world. Baseball right now, I just ran through why I think it's a great sport that socially distances pretty naturally. It had an opportunity to be the first sport back. It really did. I think if they had been smart and they had been aggressive, they could already be team sport. They could already be down doing spring training. There's zero. I was just in Florida for two weeks. I'm going back down there this weekend. I don't know about Arizona in particular, but the governor of Arizona has welcomed in sports. They could have easily made the decision to be back in baseball. They could be working on spring training right now. They could be ready to go June 1 playing in their home stadiums without fans present and being able to play a lot of games. Instead, they are dilly-dallying. They are arguing. The data is out there. It seems eminently fair to me that the Major League Baseball owners have said, look, we don't know how much revenue we're going to get. We don't know what might happen this season, but we will split it with you right down the middle. We're going to still lose a ton of money as owners, but we want to be able to play the sport. We want to be able to not give the Heisman effectively to all of our fans out there. We want to get baseball back. And instead, it seems like there's a lot of angst and there's a lot of argument and it's not being rooted very much in the data. I think I could put my lawyer hat on I think I could sit with a representative from the Major League Baseball owners. I think I could sit with a representative from the uh, Major League Baseball Players Association. And I think in a day, you give me eight hours, I think I could get this thing hammered out. And baseball players could be back in spring training tomorrow. I don't think it's that complicated if you're looking out for the best interest of the game. And the best interest of the game by far is for these guys to be back. Look, this is crazy. There are going to be little leagues back playing before Major League Baseball is back. Think about that for a minute. I don't know what part of the country you're in, but little leagues are starting to talk about coming back. My little league was almost ready to come back. And then they decided, you know what, we're not going to be able to get all the games in. We're just going to go ahead and close it out because we usually finish by the end of May in Nashville where I play. But I just got notice that our summer basketball league is back on. We're letting Little League basketball and Little League baseball get back before the major leagues and before the NBA can. How is that possible? Everybody out there knows that if you have kids, the thing that you care about the most is the health of your kids. Leagues are being able to play with kids and Major League Baseball and the NBA can't get things worked out. Doesn't make any sense to me at all. Major League Baseball in particular is blowing it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right. So forever, and we even talked about this last week, we've talked about the Jordan flu game. And uh, the expectation was that in game five of the 1997 NBA Finals, the Jazz and the Bulls are tied up at two games apiece. And Jordan in game five is overcome with sickness. He can barely even manage to hold himself up. All of us who watched those games take place know exactly what I'm talking about in terms of how popular they were and also just in terms of uh, of what it did to burnish Michael Jordan's legacy. Well, Jordan said pretty straightforwardly in this documentary, it wasn't the flu game. I was food poisoned. And even that, not having been really out there in a big way. I know that Jordan's trainer had told that story, but I don't remember Jordan telling the story and saying, hey, by the way, it was food poisoning, not the flu. And certainly, if you listen to some of the audio clips that they played during the course of that game, uh, the uh, the expectation was that it was the flu. That was the way they talked about it. But I thought, um, I, I thought it was really to me, raises so many more interesting questions. Because, first of all, you hear five guys deliver one pizza. And that's weird. And it makes me think if I'm an athlete, I never want to eat any food that is prepared specifically for me, especially in the opposing town. But who are these pizza guys? And what did they put on the pizza that made Michael Jordan that sick? such that 24 hours later, basically, 20 hours later, whatever the heck it is, he's still that sick. I mean, I want to know those guys' stories, but also I'm a little bit scared and fearful for Jordan because you're talking about one of the best athletes ever, and he's made that sick by what they put on that pizza? What food poisoned him and made him so desperately ill And how close, theoretically, did they come to potentially winning the series for the Utah Jazz? Because if the Bulls had lost game five, who knows what would have happened in that series? It's it's a pretty wild storyline that Jordan never talked about it and that whoever those Utah Jazz fans were never talked about it either. Because you know those guys were probably, I'm guessing, if they're delivering pizza relatively young guys, huge Jordan fans, and Jordan eats the entire pizza by himself. Well, who was advising Jordan on that? Now, there's been other rumors, right? The rumor is, oh, he was hungover. That just doesn't fly with me, right? There's some people out there who want to say, oh, it wasn't the flu. Jordan was just hungover. Jordan, to me, was way too competitive. Way too competitive to drink that much that he would be that sick for a game that massive. That To me, you could just toss that idea out the window. I guess it's possible that it was a coincidence and he ate the pizza and then he got some sort of bug and got sick and he just thought it was the pizza. But definitely, if you add all the little details up, the fact that five guys deliver one pizza, that it's game five, that he's on the road, all of that seems like it adds up to it's now a food poisoning game as opposed to the flu game. He still went for 38, uh, which was pretty outstanding. 
But that is an interesting part of this legacy. But ultimately, what that game personifies was something that I thought was summed up very well by, I believe it was David Aldridge. And what we don't talk enough about is Jordan's mental toughness. He was mentally tough coming off the food poisoning, whatever you want to call it. But the mental toughness came from a fearlessness that uh, I think David Aldridge said, Jordan lived in the moment better than almost anyone. And I feel like that's good advice for everyone out there right now as we deal with challenges in our own lives. So much of the time we spend thinking about either what's past or what's coming and very little time focused on what we can control in the minute. And that almost sounds very Phil Jackson, right? Because if you think about the stress that Jordan and the Bulls were under, it dwarfs the stress in terms of the amount of attention, I should say. Stress can be different, right? Uh, And it impacts people in different ways. But most people fear failure more than they crave success. It's what I've found in my life. And what I have found to be incredibly invaluable across all different facets of life is success often comes when you don't fear failure. And there's a huge percentage of people out there that are afraid all the time. And I'm not necessarily talking about physical failure, uh, physical fear, right? Sometimes physical fear can be healthy. I'm talking about mental fear. Oh, what happens if I try something and I fail? There's a lot of people out there who so fear failure that they don't actually embrace success. And I would say that's one of the most valuable lessons that I've had to learn in my career is failing's okay. There's nothing wrong with failing. You should fail a lot in your life. Because if you don't fail a lot in your life, it means you're really not trying very much. And you're really not pushing yourself. And to me, I thought that was so well said by David Aldridge as one of the interviews that Jordan had so much success in his career because in a time when lots of people tighten up, when they fear what happens if they miss that shot, when they're worried about what happens if they lose that game, Jordan was so in the moment that he was not focused on what had just happened or what might happen down the line, but what was happening right then and there, and that allowed him to excel. And that allowed him to be confident enough, but also calm enough in crucible moments when you have to win games. And I really kind of focused myself on this documentary, thinking about the psychology of what made Michael Jordan such an incredible winner. And ultimately, it's fearlessness. It's what often makes... So many people succeed when other people fail. It's that in that moment, you are so innately in the moment 
that you're not worried about what people are going to say before or after. Motivation's different. Jordan could find motivation anywhere. But once the game actually began, he was so maniacally focused in the moment that when he rose up to take a shot, he expected it to go in. But even better than that, he didn't worry about what would happen if it didn't go in. How rare is that? Incredible documentary. I've absolutely loved it. We'll talk some about LeBron and Jordan. Put a button on this uh, discussion next segment to finish off the show. I appreciate all of you. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. I hope all of you have had a good time hanging out with us on this Monday as we break down the last dance. Um, and we talked at the end of hour one. Uh, if you uh, if you didn't listen, I encourage you to go download the podcast. Best month ever for the Outkick podcast in April. I'm hoping that May will be even better than uh, than April was in terms of uh, total listenership. And uh, I talked a lot about whether Michael Jordan might have been setting a new precedent with doing an autobiography, basically, version of a documentary. In other words, a traditional documentary is everybody, nobody really controls the way the documentary is told, but in a traditional autobiography, everybody gets to choose, right? And so this Last Dance project really kind of melded the world of documentary with autobiography. And it created, to me, a new concept of a way to tell a story which is if you're a huge athlete and a massive superstar, it create, it melds the two, right? Instead of writing an autobiographical book where you tell your story and it gets released to the public, this is basically a video version of an autobiography with also other components of a documentary involved. And I understand, by the way, that not everybody has loved the way that they have come off. Uh, And the conceit of this documentary is we had a lot of footage of the 1998 Bulls championship team, and we decided to basically use that footage to effectively create a autobiography video style of Michael Jordan. And I've been talking a lot in uh, throughout the course of the program about how, frankly, I hope that there are other athletes who adopt this idea and end up with their own versions of this type of documentary. I said Tiger Woods, Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt, Roger Federer, Serena Williams, that people who might aspire to be considered the greatest to ever play their sport would sit down and answer every question, and Tiger's probably the one that I would most want to see. If you told me right now, hey, We just finished the Michael Jordan documentary. Which athlete would you most want to sit down and watch a seven-hour documentary about? Let's figure maybe it's six hours, whatever it is, without the commercials. If you were Netflix right now, which athletes would you be most interested in doing a documentary about? And frankly... We're going to talk a lot about this tomorrow because I think it's such a fascinating idea. Might even take your calls. I'll set up poll questions for it. Because if I'm Netflix, which also has partial production credit, eventually you're going to be able to watch The Last Dance on Netflix if you missed it. If I'm Netflix, I'm sitting around saying, man, this was wildly popular. What other sports stars would produce audiences like these if we could get the footage? Because we have the money, we have the access if people are willing to do it. I think Tiger Woods is far and away number one. 
But there are other guys I would watch too. I'd want to watch a Tom Brady documentary. I'd want to watch a Peyton Manning documentary. Peyton Manning talking about his entire career, Tom Brady. Roger Federer, if you're a tennis person. If you're a huge fan of Olympic sports, Michael Phelps has had a lot of ups and downs in his career. I'd be intrigued to watch. Hell, I'd watch a documentary this long, probably just on the 1992 Dream Team. If they went back and they got everybody on the 92 Dream Team to talk exclusively about that era, I would watch all those dudes. I think we've created a new concept of a documentary where it's like autobiography mixed with documentary, and I'm fine with it. Because if you write your autobiography, you have the right to say, hey, I don't really want to talk about that in this autobiography. Whether you're the president of the United States or whether you are uh, a great athlete, your autobiography is not going to have things in it, typically, that you don't want in there. Now, famously, remember, Charles Barkley claimed he was misquoted in his own autobiography, which is absolutely perfect. Uh, and, And that is really, really funny, but that's because you have somebody else writing it. But I'm sure Jordan sat down and watched this entire documentary. I don't know if he struck out any of it or if ultimately everything they produced was fine with him. But as a viewer, I found it to be phenomenal. I had zero issues with it. But I wouldn't be that interested in seeing a LeBron documentary. And I know there are some people out there who are going to watch this and they're going to say, I guarantee you LeBron is thinking, oh, we got to get camera crews all around me. I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron's not trying this already. But I feel like LeBron has been so concerned with his image that I doubt whether he would be fully honest. And let me give you an example right now. And this has got me a little bit fired up. The LA Lakers are able now in the city of Los Angeles to go into their gym and start to train. That gym is in El Segundo, if I'm not mistaken, California, which is in Los Angeles County. LeBron fancies himself to be in favor of equality for everybody, right? He's got the, literally has equality sneakers. Why would LeBron, if he has all this power, why would he not recognize the incredible hypocrisy? And I'm going to build on this tomorrow too, because I want to hear from LA people about this. Uh, Take some of your calls, bring in a lot of discussion. Why are the Lakers being treated differently than everybody else, right? If you're going to tell me that there are essential and non-essential employees, I'm sorry. If you're not trying to open up the entire state and the entire community, I don't understand how the Lakers are essential employees. And I don't understand how the Lakers are able to go into their gym and work out when so many other people in the city of Los Angeles are not able to do this. So if LeBron had a camera crew following him around right now, I guarantee you that he would be so incredibly concerned with his image that I don't think we would end up liking LeBron to the same extent that we end up liking Jordan. Now, I do think you'd end up liking LeBron more 
than you do now. But we put up a poll, 90% of people out there like Michael Jordan more now than they did before this documentary came out. 90% of my audience anyway. LeBron is a hypocrite. And that ultimately has been what drives me crazy about LeBron. He recognized that he was never going to be Michael Jordan. Was never going to have the same appeal as Michael Jordan. And you heard David Falk on Colin Cowherd's show come out and say something that I don't think gets enough attention. Jordan still sells twice as many shoes every year as every current NBA player does combined. That's a holy crap stat. Jordan, by himself, sells more shoes than Steph, uh, than James Harden, than LeBron James, than everybody out there who has their own shoe. Not just more than all those guys combined, twice as much. Why do I think that is? It's because you may not like Michael Jordan, although most people do, but he's always been true to himself that what matters more than anything else to Michael Jordan is winning. And that's ultimately what matters more than anything else to fans. I think LeBron recognized he was never going to be a Jordan, and so he tried to become an Ali. The difference is Ali took stands on things that were controversial. Think about just the last year for LeBron. LeBron could have come out and said, I believe that everyone in China deserves basic human rights. Instead, LeBron said nothing when China clamped down on NBA players and coaches over First Amendment rights. In fact, LeBron defended China and said the First Amendment wasn't always a good thing in America. It's one of the dumbest things any athlete has ever said. Frankly, one of the scariest things I've heard any athlete say. And then think about now with the coronavirus. LeBron could come out and say, hey, not only should L.A. and the Lakers gym be open, but I think everybody should be able to go back to work in L.A. I've looked at the data. People in California, especially young and healthy people, are not in danger. We need to protect people in nursing homes. Everybody else needs to go back to work. That would be a controversial opinion. It would be the right opinion, but it would be controversial. Ali always embraced controversy, and as a result, he's beloved now. Jordan never embraced controversy, and as a result, he's beloved now. Both of those guys were true to themselves. LeBron is selling you an artificial bill of goods. He's trying to pretend he's controversial, but he's really not. When push comes to shove and his voice really matters, LeBron always shuts up and dribbles. And that's why he's a pale shadow of LeBron, uh, of Jordan, and of Ali. We'll continue to talk about it. I love all of you. Download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss anything. This has been Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!